Hello again. This is Vicki of You, Life, and God podcast. Conversations about you and your life, and more importantly, your relationship with God, encouraging each of us in each episode to remain steadfast, to enter into a relationship with Jesus Christ, and most importantly, to build up and encourage and inspire based upon the Word of God, biblical truths, sharing, and conversations based upon biblical principles. Hello again. We're so glad that you've joined once more in a season where just reminders for the guidance for each one of us as we continue this walk of faith. This episode is needed. One again, which we have been compelled to share. Episode based upon the Word of God, entitled Knowing Good from Evil. Now, exactly why is that necessary? It's a good question, isn't it? Because each of us can experience bad things and evil things and question why they happen, or we can see it. The reason why it's necessary is because over time, deception is even more subtle than ever before. And as the adversary who comes to deceive is a liar, but he was named or called um, that he was greater and had great subtlety, meaning that it was full of deception. It's a warning to watch out. But how do we know when the standards of what acceptable, what is acceptable, or what is right become moves and changes from century to century to century. So how will we know right from wrong or good from evil? Episode entitled The Bible which is premise, is rooted in righteousness, equity, and justice, but filled with events of evil and filled with events of how passerbys, passerbys, or victims respond to the evil. We're going to begin with a scripture that's in chapter 4, the big book of, I mean, the letter to the, written to the Hebrews by Apostle Paul. Filled about faith and being rooted and rested in the Lord. 
by faith, but it encourages us to become, though written over 2,000 years ago and shared, it encourages us today to grow up. And recognizing good from evil is a matter of understanding righteousness, exercising prudence or good judgment, standing on justice and equity. That scripture actually says that to recognize good from evil, our senses, meaning the essence of who we are, the senses of sight, hearing, feeling, and emotions have to be trained equipped, prepared, solidified, so that it can, meaning the being, the humanity, the essence of who we are, can recognize good from evil, even in the most times of deception, such as the perilous times, that we're entering into. And the deception comes when we become dulled by day-to-day events of uh, atrocities, of humane treatment, of wickedness, that we become null to a point of apathy. And that's why it's so necessary for us to regroup and understand must know the difference of good from evil and to impart upon the right response of righteousness and justice. Ultimately, God is a righteous God and everything like a plumb line must line up and he does make everything right. But as humanity or humans, for us to see, experience, hear, and then stand and respond to evil, whether it's atrocious acts, whether it's injustice, whether it's lying, whether it's deceit, and most importantly, that it is not partial to who says it or who doesn't. Guess what? The word of God teaches and trains us through the spirit of God to discern good from evil. Because our eyes sometimes don't catch everything, but our spirits will. Or the word of God that is in us will let us know that something's not right with this situation. Or let's ask another question and make sure. Or like Joseph, which is a good example for us. 
Did you want the example of Joseph? Early on, because of the circumstances of his birth, his older siblings were jealous because of his father's favor. But Joseph also had to grow up. And we shared some of these things in previous episodes about Joseph. This premise is about good and evil. And Joseph was considered a little frail, not big and strong, but apparently he was handsome. And Joseph was given a coat of many colors, so it was something recognized, perhaps, of uh, standing out from his brothers. Maybe he needed encouragement amongst his strong brothers. His dad made a coat. Perhaps he needed to be encouraged. Perhaps he needed to know that he was also something special. But then, in God's eyes, and especially, of course, in his father's eyes, but God had given him a dream. And sometimes, in our zeal, we don't quite understand the dream and, and, and let us know when God gives us something, it is not to be revealed or shared until God says it and gives us the opportunity. And through the Spirit, we will know and discern when is the right time to share. But Joseph, but Joseph shared. Joseph shared it. And the dream being interpreted by brothers and fathers was that he was going to rule over them. Now, of course, God has a very sense of humor, but he also confounds the wise and he takes the weak to show himself mighty to the strong. So though Joseph was least among his brothers, he tended to the sheep. That means he was tender-hearted, similar to, to David. Particular time when his brothers were out, his dad gave him an instruction to go search for his brothers in a particular place. And if you caught it, Joseph was not to go into any other place but where his father suggested, but he did not. He searched for his brothers to another place. And unfortunately, apparently his brothers didn't expect him. And at that time, contended with themselves to get away from Joseph and do away with him. And they sold him into slavery. That's an act of two things. Obedience on Joseph's part, apparently. But then because of where he went, he fell into a very wicked situation by his 
family. Not saying that we all do and that's how it all occurs, but this is a very good example. Bible doesn't say that Joseph fought back or anything like that, but the story is for us to understand a person who was given a vision from God. One, how God brought it about in spite of mistakes. And two, to recognize the evil acts, misintended or intended or in anger, how God handles those circumstances, not only for Joseph, but also for the perpetrators. Let's just know that God is a righteous God. This is a good example as we walk along life, how our senses become discerning of good from evil. One is being baptized with the Holy Spirit, studying the word of God, because then we hear the voice of God and understand the ways of God. The Spirit of God will enlighten us on the truth. And in those areas where we need some further explanation, that same Holy Spirit will lead us to understanding. And that's what Hebrews chapter 4 and the verse says. That strong meat, meaning that to be able to handle either times of extreme wickedness requires us to be able to digest, true, understand, and react. In essence, that's the imagery of that scripture. And it means that one has become skilled in righteousness. For those that have matured in the word of God, have experienced certain things and God brought them through, saw God's um, righteous acts on their behalf and favor, in spite of mistakes along the way and poor judgment, as in Joseph. A key example in a turnaround, and God was with Joseph. Two events. And this first event is when one, his brothers, sold him. Apparently he went along. He ended up with Potiphar, demonstrated God, put him in positions where he demonstrated the gifts of God. He was elevated to the position that God gave him, that God had shown him in a vision and a dream to be the second in charge of Egypt, the house of Pharaoh. But his purpose was also to save. Now, what a wonderful God we have. Those people that put him into slavery, that he was positioned in a dire time for his family to save them. However, along the way, he experienced several other 
evil acts, the mistreatment and the lies of the housekeeper or Potiphar's wife who had a thing for Joseph in modern terms. And at the opportune time being chief over the house, the wife, he being a servant of Potiphar, he was put in a very difficult position and she began to act out her desires towards him. Good example of the experience that he went through that he recognized that that moment was wrong. And to avoid any evil, any yielding to temptation, upon her approach, he ran. As a matter of fact, in Hebrews it says, askew evil, meaning run away from evil. That's a reaction. But then discerning will let us know how to react. And most importantly, to stand on right. Scripture says when Jesus was just a young child, he grew strong, choosing the good instead of the evil, knowing the good and choosing it over the evil. That is what God is asking for us to do. Mature on. Let the spirit grow us up so we can chew on a good stake of God's word and live out and respond rightly in bad situations so the light of God may shine. And more importantly, that the times, the peril times, and it's being said not only in um, the letter to Timothy, for him to stand because there will be perilous times and people will not listen to sound doctrine. That was word of encouragement to them. But there will be lovers after themselves, scoffers. Jude says, also, that they will not believe that God is going to return. They will think that there's something that they're not and they will believe. And as a matter of fact, it says that they're just cisterns with water in it, leaking or mist, a vapor that evaporates, making loud noises. We have to be able to discern and most importantly, react and respond rightly. In the name of Jesus Christ, it is our prayer that you study and read the summary text and the scriptural references, as we have said, not only in Hebrews, but also the story of Joseph that is given to us in Genesis. And this 
we pray in Jesus Christ's name. Amen.